The gold rush of managed services is quickly coming to an end. Over the next 10 years, we're going to see a consolidation and culling of managed service providers across the board. That's a direct quote from Tim Conkle, the CEO of the 20, the MSP consortium. To put a finer point on it, there are more than 40,000 MSPs in the U.S. alone. The ones that are going to survive and thrive are those that will take advantage of the massive and growing to the tune of $80 billion cybersecurity and compliance opportunity. That's where Aptiga comes in. Aptiga is the end-to-end GRC platform that security-focused IT providers use to build and manage world-class cybersecurity and compliance programs for their clients simply, quickly, and affordably. It's trusted by hundreds of MSPs and MSSPs who are growing lucrative security practices, creating stickier customer relationships, and winning more business from competitors. For more, visit Aptiga.com. That's A-P-P-T-E-G-A.com. All right. Hello and welcome to the De-Risking Business Podcast presented by Aptiga. This is the conversation series where we talk to MSPs, security-focused IT providers, and cybersecurity experts about how they're solving challenges that are common to all. I'm your host, Robert Hilson of Aptiga, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Kelly Hammonds, CEO of Secular Cybersecurity in Fort Worth. Uh, Kelly founded that company almost 11 years ago with the intention of filling a huge gap in the market, which is cybersecurity that organizations could actually afford. Uh, imagine that. Secular has grown to over 80 full-time consultants that are dedicated to helping businesses overcome a range of challenges, whether that's an active intrusion or passing an audit. Uh, and this company has been really innovative in a number of ways, uh, including how they are pricing their services, which is what we're going to be talking about uh, primarily today. Uh, so Kelly, thanks a lot for being here. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Robert. All right. So um, as I mentioned, we're going to uh, discuss industry pricing primarily, like legacy models and the pros and cons associated with them. Uh, as well as some of the innovation uh, that, that you are bringing into this space. But before we get into it, just tell us a little bit more about Secular. First, am I saying it uh, correctly? And, and secondly, what do you all do and, and, and who are your clients? Well, so I, I say Secutor, okay. uh, but it is, it's actually a Latin word. How it's actually pronounced, I'm not <laughs> sure. I don't know if anybody knows. But uh, yeah, so, so Secutor Cybersecurity. Uh, and actually, since uh, since you got your briefing, we've expanded. Uh, we're up to uh, 90 people now. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. All highly experienced uh, cybersecurity professionals with expertise in everything from pen testing to virtual CISOs to even some CIOs. And whenever I say highly experienced, uh, I'm, I'm not joking. Our average time in industry is 23 years. Amazing. So you imagine with that many people, that many years of experience, there's not much that we haven't seen. How are you actually finding people with that much experience? Like you, you must be good at, at recruiting and, and bringing people on um, and, and selective in who you're hiring, obviously, as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, when, when you get people that experience, they are very selective with who they work for and work with. Uh, right. yeah, I think, uh, that's a better way of putting it. Work with, not not for. And, uh, you know, there's the whole company uh, structure and philosophy revolves around that of uh, uh, being a great place for highly experienced people to work. Uh, you know, they, we don't micromanage them. We you know, basically just point them in the right direction and get out of their way. That's awesome. Uh, that's a great, uh, great managing philosophy too. Um, so let's start here. When you think about legacy service models in this space and how they're typically priced and packaged, 
Like what are kind of the, the hallmarks of that? Um, what do they usually look like? Talking to about the, uh, the value added reseller um, marketplace or, mm-hmm. or, or market, uh, the, the VARs tend to spend a lot of time building relationships. Uh, they'll specialize in just a few products and uh, just to, to maximize margin in those products, you know, building a you know, great relationship with the, the vendor, uh, getting enough customers that they can reach a certain volume and, and then get higher, higher margins through that. Uh, and then, of course, sell those at the highest possible cost uh, to the customers and then uh, to, to, to maximize their, their, um, their profits and then also package services uh, along with it. Mm-hmm. And so w- what would you say are kind of the, the main drawbacks or challenges on the buyer side with that type of model? On the buyer side with that type of model, um, con would be, uh, well, there's no transparency. Yeah. So uh, they know, I mean, it, it's in the name value added reseller, value add. Uh, so cost they're added still- too, right? They're not, they don't, they don't call themselves cost added results, <laughs> but, that's, but that's part of what it is. Yeah, so uh, so so they they have to be adding value, or they won't get any customers, right? Except you know, through those relationships. But uh, the, there is no transparency. Uh, you know, they the customer knows what value the the var is adding because uh, that's that's obvious then. Uh, but they don't know what they're paying for it, right? So uh, you know that that var may have. Uh, five points of margin, or they may have thirty points of margin. And when you've got a you know hundred thousand dollar product that you're purchasing, yeah, that value, yeah, sure, it would pay you know the five points, you know five thousand dollars. Yeah, that that that's a good value. But if they're getting thirty points off of that, is is what they're adding worth thirty thousand uh, dollars? Probably not. But they have no way of calculating that because there's just like I said, there's zero transparency. And, and so tell us a little bit more about kind of what you are doing and specifically Insider Direct, which is your new, um, the way I understand it, it's essentially like a membership fee. The um, Insider Direct uh, is primarily about adding transparency. Mm-hmm. Uh, the customer knows exactly what they're they're paying for our value add uh, and they can calculate the, the, the true ROI. But let me take a step back there. Um, the, the entire thing was actually inspired by Costco. So I was, uh, you know, Costco with my wife uh, several years ago, and my entire job there is to push the cart and be close enough so that she can drop her things in the in the, in the cart that she gets and, uh, and and stay out of everybody else's way and then answer questions like, oh, you know, do we have enough toilet paper? Uh, yeah, no, I think we could get some. Or uh, what do you want to have for dinner? Oh, I don't know. What, what you made last week was really good. Let's try that again. Uh, you know, just pulling <laughs> stuff out of nowhere because I have no clue. Uh, but so so I have lots of time to think when we're at Costco or well, any grocery store. But uh, this particular day I was there and my mind was wandering, daydreaming a little bit. And I think, you know, everybody loves Costco. I mean, you know, of course, there's, you know, the, the, the obvious reasons they treat their customers really well. I mean, they, they treat their employees really, really well, which then results in the customers being treated well by the employees and they pay the, the, the employees really well, too. And I thought, you know, what, I've, I've got that down pat. You know, I, I've, I've, that, that's easy for me. That's already my model. 
So, uh, and then the other most um, obvious thing about Costco is their, is their membership where they have this, this card that you buy and then you get access to all these uh, great products at discounted prices. And they really build uh, brand loyalty. You know, customers will drive past 15 of their competitors and drive you know, three times as far to go to Costco. And so, you know, how could I, you know, apply that to Secutor? And, um, you know, I, I, I had, you know, the, the initial ideas ended up for the most part in the final version, but Secutor just, I wasn't ready for it back then, all, the, all those years ago. Uh, Secutor was still rather new, uh, rather small, and I just wasn't ready for us to take on what this would mean. And so um, I had some time this summer really sat down, buckled down, got, did, did a bunch of market research, talked to a bunch of existing customers and, and, and uh, other prospects who could potentially be interested in this and was really able to nail down, you know, this is how I want to build it. Uh, and the end result was, well, very similar to what I initially envisioned, just, you know, the, the, the details changed. And, um, so the, the, the end result is that, like Costco, there's a membership fee, mm-hmm. uh, but the members are able to purchase all of their cybersecurity products through Secutor at our cost with zero markup. And then we combine that with uh, uh, one of our experienced cybersecurity practitioners who's there to help them not just uh, you know, identify the best products for their needs, uh, but... Uh, help them you know, consolidate and say, okay, if you, uh, you know, get rid of these two products, you can replace them with this other one and, uh, and it'll save you a bunch of money there. Uh, but we also do a, uh, an assessment. So a, a CSF light assessment uh, to get us, uh, you know, the big picture of where their cybersecurity programs at, where they want to be. And uh, so that we can provide, you know, real guidance uh, and these, this is then coming from uh, you know, someone with a lot of experience in the industry, and the customer knows that there's no margin or or commission attached to this. So the advice that they're getting is coming from a place of what's actually best for the customer, not what's oh I'm going to get a whole bunch of margin out of this if you buy this. Uh, well, kind it, of it, it takes away the conflict of interest, right? That that's awesome. So. Um... I, I mean, I got, I got a bunch of follow-up questions here. First of all, is this, is this live right now? Like, yes. can, okay. And and so what's kind of the initial rollout been like? Like, how has this been received by your, by clients and, and prospective clients? So, I mean, well, it's, it's, it's brand new. Yeah. So we launched it last month. I've uh, been advertising it on mainly on LinkedIn and, mm-hmm. and through our networks. There's a lot of surprise. Um, most of what we've been doing is more educational of, uh, you know, because it, it doesn't exist at all in, in the cybersecurity industry. I mean, there's there's other industries that have something really similar. Oh, in, in the investment space. So it's for like uh, uh, private uh, uh, retirement investing, uh, it used to be very similar to how our current in the, in the, the current bar industry is where anytime uh, some of the, the, the investor needed to make a change to the portfolio, uh, they'd have to go back to the, you know, to the customer and say, you know, hey, I want to make this change. And oh, by the way, this change is going to, you know, my fee for this is going to be this. And so every single change was ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching for the investment person. And uh, now they have moved to a model that is, you know, 
pretty much the same as what Insider Direct is. There's a, a, a yearly uh, fee, and then all of the changes that are made uh, to the portfolio are included in that fee. Right. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I was thinking about like, uh, you know, if you open a Merrill Lynch account or whatever, like there are no fees associated with purchasing securities anymore, right? It's just like you, you have the one you have the one fee for the relationship, you get you get the kind of the package guidance and that's it. Like you're, you're never worrying and there's and it's completely transparent. That's a really good analogy. Explain to us how um, like does does the membership come on the very front end of the relationship or do you typically do? OK, so you're not doing the assessment first and then and then kind of pitching the membership with with all of its benefits like this is this is kind of the, the foot in the door to a relationship with you all. Um, sort of. So uh, bef- as, as part of the sales process, and this is where you know, we have the salespeople involved, uh, is uh, an analysis of the products that the customer already has and is intending on purchasing uh, for the coming year. And then do a, a mapping to the products that we have available in, in our portfolio currently. Uh, and then analyze, okay, this is what you're paying for this and this and this. And then we add it all together and say, well, okay, once you switch over to, uh, to Insider Direct, those products will now cost this. And, uh, and then also taking into consideration the incumbency protection that the vendors give to the VARs, uh, where um, if they, the customer needs to switch from one VAR to the other, the, the, the second VAR won't have as much of a margin in the first year because they're essentially stealing it from uh, the, the first VAR. Right. So, uh, so we take that into consideration and say, okay, in the first year, those products will cost you this much and the membership is this, uh, which is at a discount to the following years because we already know that, that it's going to, you know, we're not going to be able to give them as much of a deal in that first year. So we charge them less. Uh, so, but then in the, the following years, this is what we'll be able to uh, get you in, in price for all of these products. And you, they'll be able to see a concrete difference of, oh, well, this is going to more than pay for the membership. Plus, I get this cybersecurity expert that's going to give me all this great right. advice that you know, should turn into a no-brainer. Right. Um, well, and I love the idea that like you're building not just credibility throughout the sales process, like even before they become customers, but you're also like, you're providing value, like kind of as you're showing them what, what the roadmap to, you know, compliant or, or, or safer or whatever it might be is like, I, I really, I really love that. Um, and it's, it's also like building credibility for this new way of kind of thinking about pricing and purchasing services. Right. Yeah. And um, then once they do become a customer, then we do the, the, the full analysis mm-hmm. of, uh, okay, so this product is going to be renewed on this date. It's got this, you know, these SKUs with this many licenses, and uh, uh, and this is what you're currently paying for it. And then we, you know, put that in a spreadsheet and you know map it all out. And then we also do that, you know, the the CSF light that I mentioned before, where we get the you know the full big picture. Uh, and then we repeat that every year during the budgeting cycle to uh, uh, make sure that we are mapped out in the line for the coming year. So one of the things you you mentioned is that you know this is this is new in this space. Um, this is the first time anybody's done anything like this, and so you know potential buyers are not used to buying this way. I'm curious to know just what what type of questions are are coming up or misconceptions that you might need to to put to bed kind of mo- most frequently. Like once those things are resolved, this is really going to start to take off. 
As, as far as, I, I guess, uh, kind of a, a pushback that we're getting, um, actually, let me take a step back there. Uh, I was expecting pushback from the vendors, mm-hmm. where, uh, where some of them would maybe consider this to be devaluing their product, uh, and um, that they you know, wouldn't like that idea. Uh, and you know, of course, this is brand new, and so this that may still be coming. But I have seen zero of that. Uh, uh, and here, I, you know, I was all prepared and getting my my uh, uh, you know how, how do I overcome that objection with the the vendors already, and and that's happened zero. Yeah. So uh, so I've actually seen the exact opposite, uh, where vendors that I've never worked with before saw the announcement and came to me and said, I want to be part of this. Uh, and they were already seeing what I had put into, you know, what I was going to do for objection handling of they are now, it, it, from, especially from the account reps perspective, uh, they're able to discount, effectively provide discounts to their customers without having to go to their management to ask for those discounts. And they're already giving up a huge margin by going through a value-added reseller as opposed to selling it directly anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're getting a, a big benefit out of that. And from the, the, the customer side, some of the, 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 the biggest challenge I guess I've seen is in the existing relationships where uh, you know, a reseller has over many years worked together with a you know, CISO or a CIO and uh, built that relationship and um, they are not keen to, uh, to lose that or, or get rid of it. And they, they have loyalty uh, for, uh, for what they hope they've been getting good value for the purchases that they've been making. Uh, so, uh, uh, but you know, when the, when the discount, the price is different enough, um, that, that can be overcome. Um, I've also had concern with how are you making money? <laughs> like, 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 why are you doing this? Uh, you know, the, the, the membership isn't that expensive. Uh, and, and you're providing, you know, huge value here. Uh, is this, you know, are, are you, you know, is maybe the company's going to collapse or something by, you know, overextending ourselves or, and so on. But uh, I've, I've actually, I've got all that taken into consideration. That won't be a concern. But um, uh, addressing that and talking them through it, how it actually works and uh, bringing that back to, you know, how Secutor is structured and how we have all these great consultants available and that the true value that, you know, from Secutor side, what we're getting out of it isn't actually a membership fee. The membership fee is mainly going towards paying for that consultant uh, that's going to provide that, that, that side of the value coin. Uh, our true benefit is through building all that trust with the customer through offering the lowest discount or the lowest prices and, and all this great advice that and and becoming closely aligned with them, that this consultant is able to identify where their the customer needs additional projects and services, 
which then goes back to our core business model of we've got all these great people that can do these, you know, have, have all this knowledge and get them working, doing these other projects. So yes. And uh, then the, the, the final part of the equation of the, the, the pushback side is our competitors, mm. uh, which I expect they're not going to like this very much <laughs> uh, because now they're going to have to get off their butts and start adding real value yeah. to their customers uh, through either some unique service uh, or maybe even copying what we're doing uh, in order to keep their customers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, going back to the vendor objections that you're not getting, but you were expecting to get, uh -huh. I, I just be curious to know, like, and you touched on some of these, but what were the ones that you were expecting to get that you are, are not getting and, and how would you have handled those? Well, it's mainly the devaluing the product. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that's the primary one. The other kind of objections are not really any different to any other bar of, yeah, this, this bar sold them the product. Uh, we've got this, you know, value or that this trust, uh, not trust, sorry. Uh, this, um, uh, relationship with them, uh, and they brought us this customer. And so we want to protect them, but any VAR, whether it's inside a direct model or classic model that wants and builds another relationship with this vendor, I'm sorry, with the customer, um, or maybe the, you know, the, the customers change their CISOs. And now that new CISO has, has another VAR that he wants to work with. Uh, it's, yeah, it, it, that part of the equation is is no different than a than a classic bar. Got it. That makes sense. I I, I would imagine that um kind of you were saying that this kind of shifts the um not necessarily the, the value but kind of the relationship of you know the software and the products versus the consultants, which like you're really you're allowing to shine now, right? I'm I'm just curious to know kind of what the internal reaction of of your team was that that you were really like leading with. Hey, we're we're really good at consulting and this is going to be kind of a, you know, a hook to, to really amplify that. So the reaction for the most part was finally. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Cause I've been talking about this for years uh, as I, you know, tried to develop it and tried to you know, work through the details and just, you know, never having enough time to really sit down and, and, and sort it out. And then me coming along and saying, okay, yes, we're going to release it on August 1st, you know, two months before I actually did. And, uh, and then talking, okay, these are the changes we've made and this is how it's going to look. And we still don't have everything exactly, you know, nailed down, but I'll, you know, refresh everybody on, 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 in August, whenever, you know, it does go live. And uh, yeah, they were just really excited. And they of course see the value of being able to get, a bunch of new projects and services to offer to cu customers because they'll offer well, they'll, they'll have the extra cash available uh budget available because they haven't spent it on the products so now they can spend it on implementing those products or or help having us help manage it or or taking on a, additional new initiatives that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to do that's awesome. Um, a couple more questions, then we'll, we'll wrap up here. But would you say that certain types of customers or businesses are, are better suited for this model than others? Yes. The uh, target model 
uh, for our, our target type of customer for the initial version of Insider Direct is the mid to enterprise sized customers. So general rule of thumb would be uh, 50 million to a billion in annual revenue. Uh, that being said, uh, we do have customers, uh, both smaller and larger, who have expressed interest. Um, and especially for the smaller customers, uh, we have a version where they can buy in to the membership, where essentially they just I, we act as a, a standard VAR for them. And then once they've purchased enough products for and the margin that we're getting out of it to pay for the membership, that's when their their membership then activates and they start getting the full benefit of the program. Got it. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, last thing I got for you. So you mentioned that this has been kind of kicking around in your head for a while. You, you finally get it out the door. There's been a really good reaction to it. When you think kind of longer term about kind of post rollout, um, how you might be adding value to this kind of value added model? Like, are, are there any ideas that you have right now that you think like, oh, man, it would be great if we could really do this, like this would take this thing to the next level? Actually, I've got two primary ideas. Okay. Um, one, so we've got, it's in three tiers currently, silver, gold, platinum, you know, standard terminology, everybody uses that. Um, adding a fourth model, uh, our membership level on top of that, which um, for, for now I'm calling it diamond, uh, but you know, they'll, they'll, that may change. Uh, we are partnering with a management consulting company so uh, you know, the, I'm going to not announce it right now. They're the name it right now because the announcement's coming later. Uh, but way bigger than we are. Uh, they are you know, super well known, super high quality. And when I just we we partnered with them because originally because they were wanting to get more into the cybersecurity space, and we're going to essentially hire us to take care of their customers uh, uh, on 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 that side. And then when this started becoming more of a reality, I, I uh, uh, mentioned it to them during in one of our, our chats. And they were like, oh, that's amazing. We love that. How can we help? And so like, well, okay, no, I'm, I need to finish getting this initial version ready. But after that, let's have a, uh, an, another uh, tier above the, the, the platinum where they add uh, uh, their, their management services, whether it's uh, uh, you know, helping a customer prepare for GDPR or uh, re reviewing their, uh, uh, their, their, their finances to eliminate uh, you know, redundancies or, or you know, helping the, you know, coaching the CEO to uh, be a higher performer or you know, that they've got quite a few different options available and they're working out which ones exactly they're going to uh, uh, make part of this. And then essentially every every quarter, uh, uh, the customer will be able to pick which of these they want to have for that quarter, what, what, what's most pressing need for them. That's and cool. that's been included in the membership fee. Uh, that's really cool, awesome. Awesome. Um, well, congratulations uh, on this. You guys are the first mover in the market, obviously. Um, we got to have you back you know, maybe in a few months to kind of see how the rollout's going and see how this has been adopted. Um, yeah. but we, we appreciate your time and, uh, and explaining this to us. It's uh, Again, it's, it's really exciting. Very, very yeah, cool. Thank you, Robert. Thanks for having us.